0: Hey, I'm Ramel London, I'm a TV radio presenter and host, and I want to welcome you to the Mainstream Podcast. Today, I am so excited to be sitting down with not only a good friend of mine, but one of the hardest working comedy actors I know right now, from theatre group to drama school and viral online shows to primetime TV. He has brought laughter to us for over a decade on hit shows like The Hood Documentary, Man Like Mobeen, Enterprise, BAFTA Award winning, Staff Let's Flats, and of course, BBC. One's Ghost. I am joined by one of the best dressed writers and actors in the UK. Had to get that in there. He even offered to wear a tux today for the mainstream. Please help me welcome Kyle Bino-Smith. Yo,
1: that is such a beautiful introduction. You're welcome. That was wonderful.
0: (laughs) Good. Well, Kyle, welcome to the mainstream.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I like it in here.
0: Good. Yeah, we, we do love this studio. Mm. Big up Marcus Bronzy. Um, yeah, we we have to go deep because I, I met you kind of like midway into your career. So I want to go a little bit mm-hmm. back. I want to go back to school days Yeah, when you attended the Theatre Royal Stratford Youth Theatre Group. Yeah. So let's talk about that because mm-hmm. I read somewhere that you didn't think you could be on TV because you just didn't see anyone like yourself being on TV until there was a boy at school that you heard was on TV and you're like oh wait mm-hmm. I can do this so let's talk about those thoughts that young Kyle had
1: well when I was in school I um I didn't really like I knew I wanted to act okay like, but in my spare time I never thought like that this is what my job's gonna be I just right. knew that I wanted to be. so like I've always said I wanted to be an actor from young. Yeah. But I didn't know that that meant a job. I just wanted to be an actor. I thought like you act, but then you do other stuff. Right. Unless you're like in the movies, which is what people think now. People still True. think that now. Like, people are like, all right, so what's your full-time thing? I'm like, no. I didn't. Like, <laughs> So rude. People still ask that now.
0: They cannot because you're
1: definitely busy. But not even like because they haven't seen the stuff. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, goes great, man. Yeah, right. and, what, and what else do you do? I'm like, oh yeah, there's other shows. I'm like, oh yeah, but like in between that, like, what'd you do? Like, what's your proper job?
0: They think you work in a bank or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: like in Morrison's <laughs> or something. Um but oh my um yeah, I remember at the time, like when I was when I was young thinking that like I want to act, mm. but I guess like that would be something that I have to that's a hobby that I'd have to pursue. Wow. And then when I got to like I think I was in like year eight. And it was TJ. You know TJ, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. TJ was in ka Yes.
0: Oh, And that's when we, we
1: were in school. And TJ was two years above me at school.
0: Right.
1: So whilst we were in school, there's him that I know who's also on TV. Yeah. But I also see him at school.
0: Yeah. So you, that made it real.
1: And I was like, oh, right. Like, you can actually. And then I, like, we used to, we went to Theatre Royal. We both went to Theatre Royal. Right. Theater. So he would, um, I would chat to him just about, like, acting and whatever and and then he went obviously from that to dub, into double eight drama yep so this is when i was in sixth form and then i r- was like oh this is like this is a legit job like you do this all day right. and then you get paid for it and then you don't have to do something else yeah so then i was pursuing that
0: that just goes to show how important representation is yep. because if you had not seen someone do it you mm-hmm. wouldn't have believed it for yourself
1: oh definitely like i just thought it was it was so far away and it was so out of reach that i wasn't like i wasn't trying to be on tv or uh, even even when i was even when i was like i want to be an actor i thought like oh i could go and do theater yeah like in the evenings of my job or whatever it would be (laughs) not realizing that it's an actual thing that i could like i could do full time and earn a living from
0: and the joke is like theater is a full-time job
1: yeah yeah
0: or, or just any form of acting is a full-time mm. job like you know you're not just getting paid to be on the stage at that time yeah, yeah it's yeah. the before it's the yeah. rehearsals it's the learning your script so i guess it's yeah it, it can really be something you need to know yeah, yeah, yeah before you realize how hard it is
1: and i've done like i've gone back to my secondary school since i left a few times oh. and spoken to like uh People who have chosen drama for their options for GCSE, yeah, and people who have done drama at six, uh, at A level, um, and just spoken to them about like what their expectations yeah. are, because I didn't know when yeah, I le- like even when I left drama school, I didn't know what the industry was like. So when I left sixth form, going into like applying for drama schools, yeah, I knew that I wanted to go to drama school and I wanted to like be an actor. But then even then, even though I'd seen T.J. on TV and I knew that it was possible and I knew it was doable, I felt like it was like it was one in a million
0: Fair, because like
1: like coaching was massive
0: oh my gosh i loved coaching
1: but also (laughs) also, like people were gassed that like they know someone that's on tv yeah and from that response i i just felt like well you only ever get to know one person on tv in your life (laughs) so like i was like well if if i already know him it's not gonna be me so Mm -hmm. like I'm pursuing something else. And I was like, I'm going to do theatre. I'm going to be a theatre actor. I want to do Shakespeare. So when I went to drama school and I was doing like Shakespeare monologues and Shakespeare um, rehearsals and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a theatre. I'm going to leave here and be a theatre actor. And that's what I just, So you
0: thought it would end there?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I thought like, maybe if I'm lucky, someone might come along and see a thing that I'm in and and give me a couple lines in a TV thing. But I never expected that I'd be like on, regularly on TV. I just thought like, Oh, I'll just like I'll get to act and I'll get to do some theatre and stuff like that. And do you know what? As much as I love theater, I'm glad I'm not doing that nonstop because I'd be tired.
0: Oh, it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. My little short stint when I was fifteen, oh, that was enough.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was enough for me. Um, but right now, I mean, like you said, you you've you're killing it. You're killing it in the game. Um, and one thing I've noticed in particular is that you're very specific about being comedic actor, which I feel like is is it is it intentional? Like have you purposely just decided that you know what, I wanna do comedy, drama's not really for me. Like how how have you kind of gone about that?
1: Uh accidentally.
0: Is it really an accident?
1: Yeah. yeah, completely. I when I left drama school I didn't have any work or money. And <laughs> I um there was a, sh- a very short period between leaving drama school and getting a full-time job, right. which was about... S- I, no, I say a short period, it wasn't. And it definitely didn't feel like that to my mum. It was probably seven months. Okay. I was, like, gone back to my mum's house after leaving like because I went to drama school and stayed there. Right. Came back to my mum's house, didn't have a job. I was just about the house. Yeah. Just applying for, like...
0: Awkward stage. Yeah.
1: yeah. But applying for stuff, not applying for any jobs, just applying for, like, acting stuff. Yeah. And going to auditions from um, Casting Cool Pro, which is now called Mandy, I think.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, but well, I was... Old school, bro. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. proper. <laughs> so, like, this was, like, £20 a month, yeah. and you apply for, to as many jobs as you can, like, you think you're right for. Yeah. And I was on there nonstop, when it, like, even when I was down to my last £20. Band. Wow. And, I, and then I had to borrow money from my mum to, like... My mum's already vexed because I'm back in her house, waking <laughs> up at, like... 1 30 in the afternoon
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you was that guy yeah
1: yeah yeah because i was still on like student like i've just come back from drama school and been like oh I like i, I was in that routine yeah. and I, i'd had the summer holidays i was like oh i'll do the summer holidays yeah and then afterwards i'll just get a job or something i didn't have no job oh. and then yeah my last 20 pound i uh yeah no sorry i, I so i finished my last 20 pound still didn't have any jobs Borrowed £20 from my mum. Signed up for another month of Casting Cool Pro. Oof. And applied for thousands of jobs. Pro- realistically, probably like at least 100 jobs. Wow. Um, Went to a few auditions. But obviously auditions, you need money to get about, to get to, of course. to travel, whatever. Da, da. If you're doing like th- two, three auditions in a day, you got to eat in between. The, yeah. Like it gets expensive. Yeah. And um, I went to an audition. I saw an audition on Casting Cool Pro for a, a a, com- a theatre company called Futures Theatre. Okay. And Futures Theatre were based in Waterloo and they were doing like a TIE show, which is theatre and education, where you go to the school and teach them something it, about a certain topic. It could be about like teenage pregnancy or anti bullying yep. or racism or whatever it like. Um, so I, I auditioned for that and then I got told a few days later that I'd got the part. Amazing. So then I had a, a, a job. This is my first job out of drama school. Yeah. Wow. And it was like a serious, like I said, like those, those topics are quite serious. Of course, yeah. Um, and the way that the plays are written is serious. But then they had an improvisational part. So the way it works is uh, um, it's like a uh, forum theatre, it's called. Right. So you do a, th- you do a play and then afterwards the, um, and the play would be quite short. It'd be like 40 minutes maybe. Yeah. And then afterwards the audience get to talk to the characters in the play and ask some questions. Uh, obviously like there, there's a facilitator who um directs the questions yeah and, and sort of gets them to ask the questions that they want the characters want to be asked yeah of course but the the whole intention is to uh find out why this character made this decision could they have made a better decision so that the outcome would have been better yeah. and the intention is to then get the students up to do it themselves right. to get involved and act with the characters but then you're in a realm of improvisation of course despite what the topic is you're improvising with these students and it's usually like it was always secondary school so it's usually like year eight year nine fourteen fifteen thirteen fourteen um and my instinct was always to go funny
0: right yeah
1: um and that was just i don't know like i feel i don't think i had any experience in doing that before i'd done improv things i did a show called junior blaggers when i was younger but um i my instinct was always to go funny because i felt that that was what was most engaging but you could also like get the message across at the same time
0: yeah
1: so i was always doing that and that was sort of my first um my first comedy performance you could say right because when i was in drama school yeah we'd do plays that had comedy in but it was all very deep and all very like (laughs) oh my my husband's been killed in a war a lot of that stuff going on that's supposed and to be funny no 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 that's, oh. that's what i was doing before <laughs> right, like, right when right. i was at drama school and there was never really opportunity every single play, someone's husband got killed in a war and um uh there wasn't really opportunity to like change it and make it your own and blah blah, blah. Right. so this was the first chance i had outside of youth theater to make something my own wow and it was always quite funny and then i realized that that was like my go-to yeah and then at the same time, when I'd done that, that lasted for about three months. And then I I finished that. I'd had a bit of money saved up so I could chill a bit, but also like applying to other um, jobs. But the jobs weren't coming in, so I yeah. had to find a, a full-time job. And I heard this: there was this girl that, from my drama school who was working in a call centre. So I was like, oh, I might do that for a bit. Oh. remember I was there for four and a half years. Oh, my goodness.
0: What?
1: I was there four and a half years from 20, 2011, February 2011, I got fired, tenth of May twenty eighteen. I
0: didn't, I didn't even mean to laugh when you said fired, but oh, you
1: laughed very quickly as well. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. How'd you get fired from a call center, bro?
1: Uh, I hadn't done any work in about two years, but that's a separate subject. Fair. The the main thing was that like, I in between that I was applying for for jobs, little jobs here and there, and I yeah. even started to get a few like lines on in TV bits and what and whatnot. Um, but the reason oh sorry, the reason I'm uh saying all this is because. In between, though, even in between that job and when I was working in the call center and desperately like begging for a day out, yep, I would do anything, right? Whatever was going on, as long as I could act and, and show that I'm acting and be busy, yeah. and have something that I can uh, show to someone, um, whether it was uh hosting a sh- yeah. a, a live show or it was um uh. Uh, if it was like whatever it was but I mean the main thing I was trying to think of three things but the <laughs> third thing would have been YouTube because yeah. that's where I that's where I continued the comedy um, theme exactly so I remember on a day. this is a long answer you asked me one question <laughs> it's right?
0: fine you've actually answered quite a few questions All to right. be fair
1: <laughs> you got, you got to figure some more quickly whilst I'm talking um, I remember Tolu because I went to school with Tolu
0: no way yeah
1: yeah me and Tony went to school okay, together
0: okay that makes sense but now. he joined
1: in like year nine because he came from Hackney because of Hackney U in it oh right he was and then yeah. he came he joined um f- yeah he joined uh in year nine and then when we'd finished and then I think he came to our sixth form or something um but when we'd f- when I'd finished drama school I remember him putting that he'd done a few videos that he started yep. in uni yeah. Yep. and he went from just like the rants to camera to actual sketches and yeah. And, like, whole concepts, like the Facebook date and things like that. Yep. Like. And um, I remember him putting up, like, oh, I'm shooting a sketch in East. I need a few people. And I just, like, I messaged. I was like, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'm there. <laughs> and then on the day I went down there, and I remember Lady Leisha was in that sketch. Right. And um, there were a few other people who didn't uh, carry on that, that, that sort of, uh, like, the comedy stuff or acting yeah. or anything like that. But people that were really good at the time. And... Um, yeah, I went down and did that uh, a, a sketch with him. And after that, he just kept contacting me. He was like, bro, I'm shooting this thing. Do you want to come? That's it. And I was on everything. So Re- I was constantly like... really was. About that. But that was all comedy. And I'd never at any point thought, oh, I need to not do comedy to show that I can do drama. Right. Because I, w- I had an agent and I was like auditioning and stuff and I was still applying for jobs myself okay. mainly. But um, yeah, the comedy thing sort of just... Just kept happening. I mean, my first job out a drama school was was uh, drama um, on ITV. Yeah, it's Whitechapel. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I thought, on, honestly, after I did that, I was like, I'm gone. You, <laughs> you, you man you're can't blown? Chat to me. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta change my number, you man, because obviously I was gonna be on TV and that. So I thought I was gone. Oh no. And it came and it went, and nothing happened.
0: You realise very quickly that this industry. Is yeah. a tough one to, to make stick. Well, this this brings me to actually when I feel like we met. Because I remember seeing you a lot of the time on YouTube, because that's when I was at Link Up TV and yeah. you were doing some bits here and there mm-hmm. with Arnold George, aka A Squeezy, Jazzy, like you mentioned, Don't Jealous Me, mm-hmm. Hamza as well. Like you were about. Yeah, you yeah. was about, about, and like you you was definitely immersed in the online kind of youtube web series world um so you mentioned that was kind of organic and very just Mm. accidental but you know you've always been kind of at the forefront of creating improvised sketches and all that kind of stuff so was that a conscious decision to then start creating content as well
1: i knew that i didn't want to have my own channel
0: that's a very specific thing
1: yeah because i knew i knew where i wanted to be and i knew that the two things didn't really correlate. I knew that I wanted to be like regularly on television or regularly in other shows or, or films or whatever it was. Right. And I wanted to do, yeah, I wanted to, I knew that I didn't want my own thing. I didn't want it to be like a, um, like a me show. I wanted to play, to do like, have a variety of things. I wanted right. to play a variety of characters. I right. wanted to show my versatility. And I knew sense. that I wouldn't be able to do that. If I had my own thing, I'd have to sort of stick to that thing. I mean, I, don't, I guess you can make it whatever you want to be. But at the time, when I was looking at my peers and I was mm-hmm. looking at Hamza and uh, Squeezy and uh, Don't Jealous Me and vijanic and all those people, they had created their characters. Yeah. And their YouTube show was their characters. Yeah. And then they'd bring people along that would feature and those people will get to be anyone and they can change who those people yeah. are and all that. And I also saw the pressure. Oh, my gosh. With. So true. And I remember being with Hamza. We, we shot like uh, Diary of a Badman. Yeah. I think it was like series two or something like that. So it was like really early on, maybe like 2012. Yeah. And I remember Hamza would just show me the messages that he would get on. I don't even think it was the Instagram
0: weren't even them. there. That's probably Facebook times.
1: yeah 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 yeah. and the messages that he would get and people like what's wrong with you man why have you not uploaded today you said the video was going to be out yesterday it's been 24 hours (laughs) holding him to ransom i said no no that's not for me that because me i'll start replying to each of each and every one of them look at your trim bro (laughs) (laughs) so i was like no i don't want to i don't want to have my own thing for those two reasons and i thought there were two pretty good reasons that's fair. So um yeah, I always just wanted to feature and be able to be versatile and change what I was doing. Um and I was very happy to be like, oh, the guy that's in that thing, yeah. rather than like, oh, it's him, it's him, it's him. Like I was quite happy to be unknown or just be like known from that and that and that rather than just one thing. Um that's interesting. Yeah. And that's I mean really,
0: I I'm really impressed that you had that thought at such a young time, like, you know, he was yeah. early twenties then. Yeah, yeah. And also everyone was told that they're supposed to be jumping on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm quite surprised. All that of my were boys like,
1: were like, "Bro, why haven't you got your cha- own channel? Everyone used to say that to me yeah. all the time. Why haven't you got your own channel? Why haven't you got your own? And I was like, I don't want to, that's not what I want to do. That's not where I want to go. Wow. Um, and I knew that from, from young, I didn't know like if I'd get to where I wanted to be. Yeah. But I knew that I, I knew where I didn't want to be. And that's no like, were, like I'm not passing judgment On the people that no, did that Because it got It got them to where they are And like Me and Tolu Had very different um, uh, Journeys yeah. But we like We were in the same When we shot Man Like Moby, Yeah We're both on set together In the same place 100% and Our journeys were very different But we, we reached the same place And we were both happy With where we were Yeah Um. And he was a, He's a lead in that show And I was a guest in that show And I was very Like we were both very happy In the places that we were Despite like Our journeys being Completely different But for the, for the right reasons. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, despite you saying that you didn't want to end up falling into characters, mm. I'm going to be honest with you, you're still saved in my phone as Clays.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do, do you know what I, that's um as well as that being like the comedy thing, cuz I I did music first, isn't it? I,
0: I I can't lie. We need to talk about Junior Spesh. Okay. <laughs> so for those that don't know about Junior Special <laughs> mm-hmm. This was uh, a part of Kyle's past. Mm-hmm. This was his music... Was it a debut, I could say? No, not at all. Oh, that wasn't a de- Oh, no, for no, us no. that didn't know about yeah, me, yeah, yeah, of course. that yeah. was a bit of a music debut. Yeah. But again, for those that don't know, um, it was a huge song that went viral in a time no. when songs weren't going viral.
1: No, this was when people were sending songs on Bluetooth.
0: Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. That's so old.
1: Yeah, this is when people <laughs> had to like... People had to delete like pictures of their family so that they could get <laughs> songs on their phone.
0: So um, it made it to Channel You, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how most of people, because again, we didn't have online viral things. Yeah, there yeah, weren't yeah. no Twitter or stuff like that for things to trend. This was proper Channel You days. You had to have that channel to see this. And like you even had to text if you wanted to see it again, yeah, yeah, those yeah. kind of days. So, Juno Spech, it was you, uh, known as Clay's, mm-hmm. Jaxa. Terra and Ray, yeah. the mandem. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Red Hot Entertainment. Yeah. Let's talk about that because was that an accident? Was that intentional? What was going
1: on? That was an in-joke that went crazy. Because <laughs> explain to them what Junior Special is, please. So Junior Special is a song about uh, a meal at a chicken and chip shop, which is um, a kid's meal and it's called a Junior Special. And we used to eat that because nobody had money. So <laughs> you'd get the kid's meal. And, um, and then we made a song about it. Because we were always in, we were always in studio. Yeah. And we were making music, trying to be like prop, like a proper crew. Like we was trying to be like roll deep or like massive yeah. crew or something. Like that's what we were aiming for. And then we ended up just making this joke song, for, like which was meant to be just for ourselves. Yeah. Just on the day that we were at studio, and I was like, oh, I just had this idea. Like, let's just do this. And then I put like I did. I was the first verse. Then Jack did the chorus, and then I left. I left it. At his house and then I came back and terror verse. Oh my gosh. And then a few days later Ray had done a verse and I was like, What what you man are probably making this a song and that <laughs> And then the next thing people were sending it to it to each other in, in sixth form and That's people were playing it. Mad. And I'm like, you man, we've been grinding for years. Do you wanna play them tunes? Or <laughs> play the real ones. <laughs> and yeah, man. I mean we we had a little bit of success pre um. Especially special we was like we had a track called baby girl that was on channel U, and that did quite well we used to do we used to actually get some bookings no way yeah and it's mad because we were like we were like 17 18 yeah and we we're getting bookings in places like bournemouth and that what yeah but we, and we couldn't afford to get to bournemouth oh to do these gosh. bookings so sometimes we had to just like like we had to say oh yeah yeah we'll try and make it knowing that we're not going to turn up mad i remember we had a booking in chalk farm at a, a party, and we got there, and everyone, everyone was like thirty. And no. to us now, that's like, oh yeah, sure. But when we were, t- when we were like nineteen, twenty, yeah. And we get to a party, and it's full of like thirty olds. We're like, what is this? Like, how are we?
0: Why did we get this? Bouquet? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for real. But they were loving it, and we'd do a, wow. a couple of tracks, and then we'd do Junior Fresh, and they would lose their mind, and we'd like do it like three, four times.
0: Oh my- So you were literally like. And forgive me, because I always used to get offended by this phrase, but you were literally hood famous. Yeah. And that's a very interesting way of looking at being successful. Mm. And did that ever make you think, oh, maybe I I don't need to do anything else?
1: Well, you know what? I didn't know that it was outside of my hood. I didn't know that outside of Newham, like anyone knew of us or what we did. And And then there was another member of our group that had a a song that went quite big, Gracious. Of course, hot,
0: Migraine Skank. <laughs> and then made
1: Migraine Skank and then was massive. And then that's when we all got lazy. It was because there was there were a few things that happened. Um, but one of the biggest factors, I think, is that we got lazy because we thought that we'd ride on Gracious' success right. and then get through the door based on that right. rather than actually continuing to do. If, we, if we'd stuck at the work rate that we were at before Migraine Skank blew up, yeah, then I think that we would have been... Because Migraine Skank was... Like, Junior Special was one thing, because it was, like, people thought it was funny yeah. and liked it, as, yeah. as, as like, musically liked it. But Migraine Skank actually, like, was worldwide.
0: Yeah, for and real. And Grace
1: started getting bookings, like, all over the world. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't just... Because when I say that, people think, like, oh, yeah, it did, like, Mallorca and, and Malia and Napa and all those places. But, like, Chris was getting bookings in, like, like denmark and yeah like i, th- I think he had, he had booking in like south africa or like think like proper like worldwide yeah that's a long plane yeah um <laughs> and i was like oh like okay well we'll just like i'll just roll to that i'll just we'll just roll to that um and it was constantly like oh we'll just go to this event he will go to this booking mm. but we sort of forgot what we were doing right and we really should have stuck at it um and I, I, I don't say this out of bias, but, like, Terra, who mm. is in Red Hot, is still, to me, one of my favourite artists. Wow. I think Terra can make a song, any a song about anything, any yeah. topic. And, like, Terra had songs that could make you cry. Terra had songs that make you laugh. Whatever noise, whatever um, mode that you were feeling, like, yeah. he had a song for it because he was consistent. Yeah. But... It was a there were a lot of factors, it was like we couldn't really afford to have proper studio times. So if you listen to Junior Special now, the quality of that is trash. <laughs> it's horrible.
0: Yeah, but the times were different. The times were different, yeah. yeah.
1: But I mean it's bad. Fair <laughs> enough. Like and we didn't have the money to 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 go to a high quality studio. Yeah. We didn't have the money to make high quality videos. Yeah. So that's why we put out like one video every six months or something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. That's why we're eating with
0: kids with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real life story right there, yeah. boy. I mean, well, it clearly sounds like you you around that time there was so much going on for you mm. and you did have options and you opted to go to drama school. Yeah. Like drama school's a big deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, it's not it's not for the small boys, it's people that really see it as a career. So how hard was it for you to make that decision, and are you glad you made that decision?
1: Well, I wanted to go to Brit school when I was in. Okay. When yeah. I was in year eleven, I wanted to go from year eleven to Brit school. Yeah. My mom was like, no.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: What? She was like, you have to, you have to get your A levels. Oh
0: wow! But you can get A levels there. And I
1: don't you, think didn't you could, didn't you tell then, her? I don't think you could then. Oh, fair enough. I think then it was like your. You'd do the performing arts.
0: Oh, it would be a BTEC, wouldn't it?
1: Something, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would yeah.
0: be a BTEC or a national diploma yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. And my mum was like, nah, gee, you're going to sixth <laughs> form and you're going to do uh, like a like solid academic stru- subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus whatever else you want to do. Yeah. But you have to at least do one solid academic subject. And I chose English. So I did English media, business studies and uh, and drama. Right. Um, no, sorry, not business and media studies. Oh, media studies. And drama. Um, but all I was there for was a drama. That's all I wow. cared about. I was not interested in, like... Obviously, like, it would have been nice to do well because other people were doing well and yeah. stuff like that. But I didn't, like... That wasn't for me. That was for my mum. Oh, that's very honest. Whereas for me, I wanted to act. So drama, I was into it, like, yeah. heavily and made sure that I, I didn't miss. I, I didn't miss a thing. When it came to drama, um, but then going from that to drama school was completely different because at A level it was like um, it's a school a school day which was like nine till three yeah and you might get like one free period so you're chilling
0: yeah
1: I when I went to drama school yeah I remember the first day and I don't know how I missed this in the induction or whatever like they, it must have we must have been told at some point but I remember we we went on a we had a break around like. 3.45, something like that. Right. One of them kind of times. And I was like, oh, right, like are we are we done? Or, like, we'd have a break? Because they said break. And I was like, oh, we must like I was like, maybe there's an assembly afterwards. <laughs> or something like, you, you know, like, end of the day debrief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, we finished at 6.30. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah. 9 to 6.30. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's a Monday thing. What? <laughs> Every day was 9 to 6.30 work bro you know i i used to have trouble getting to sleep
0: oh wow
1: i I never had problems sleeping once i was asleep right i used to get in bed and i'd just be awake and my brain would be going after that first day i've never ever had trouble getting to sleep (laughs) it was what you needed then honestly i i was like what I'm, i'm gonna do this for three years oh my gosh and it, it's the best thing that I think I, it was the best thing for me I loved it a lot of people didn't have a great time at drama school um, for whatever reason and a lot of people didn't have a great time at my drama school for the specific reason that they had two they over um, uh, oversubscribed the year okay there were 53 in my year and a normal year was like 28 oh wow yeah that's crazy yeah it was mental there were 53 people in my year at drama school and um, a lot of people had a, had a hard time because, for example, like when we finished in the third year, mm. there were fourteen white blonde girls. Okay. And when you got agents coming who yeah. are going to watch your showcase, they will watch your ninety-minute show and make their decisions on who they're going to pick based on that. People will start to panic, going no. like, "Yeah, but I look like I look like her. people are cutting their hair, dying it green. Just, no, you know, just doing like anything to be like, oh, I've got to stand out.
0: Gosh." But me, I didn't have that problem. Hmm. (laughs) He was a young black person.
1: That's me. Uh,
0: Were there many black people in your drama school?
1: There were. uh, When we started in the first year, when I say 53 in my year, I mean on the acting course. And there were three different courses. Right. Community, contemporary and acting. Um, So I think the whole year was about 110 or something like that. Um, I might have overshot that slightly, but around 100. And I think there were nine black people in my year. Wow yeah so i mean is that a good or bad thing in terms of casting um it's i think it's bad in terms of um there's a few things i think about that i think that people of color um from any background are not um encouraged to go into the arts yeah 100 percent. and i think i don't know about now i think now is a bit different because we've had representation on screen and people see that like that is possible. That is a job. That, and even like... um, People just like make... People can just work from their phone. People like even influencing like... It's a job now.
0: Yeah. 100. And I
1: think at the time... Then this... We're talking 2007. I started drama school. And I don't think that the representation was there. Whether it was on telly yeah. or on the radio or whatever it was. Um, The representation wasn't there. If you want black... Uh, quote-unquote, black show, Mm -hmm. you have to look for a black show. Or Mm. if you want uh, to hear black music, you have to find the one station that that plays. So, like, that's how it was back then. And I think it's it's very different now. But then people weren't encouraged to go into the arts, which meant that when I went to drama school, I think there were, like, two Asian people in my year. Wow. And, um, yeah, like I said, like, about about nine black people in my year. And I think that, like, it was bad because... When you do the, the thing which is natural when you find your clique mm-hmm. and you um, you levitate, gravitate to people who look like you of course. or share the same interests or listen to the same music or whatever, and there would constantly be a group of us. Right. And so it was bad in terms of like we'd get looked at being like, oh, it's the, like the black group.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I think that uh if there were if there were more of us, then we wouldn't have had that, or maybe we would, and it would have just been bigger and louder, but like <laughs> I feel like that was something that we did because we all knew when I say there's nine of us in our year mm. that split like I said it was split into the even just the acting course was yeah. split into three groups right. and then you had the community and then the contemporary, so you would only have a maximum of one other black person in your class right right right, so that at break time. That's when you're all coming together to be like oh yeah guess what happened did you see that did you hear this whatever it is um and i think that it was i don't think it was the drama school's fault Mm -hmm. i think it was a representation of um of who's applying
0: yeah true very true um
1: but i do also think that issues could have been dealt with a lot better when people had concerns about things that might have been said I I was told in, in drama, I mean, there was, don't get me wrong, there was nothing in drama school that, like, was that deep for me, right. personally, but there was one guy in drama school who told me I was the first black person he'd never met. Wow. And he was 19.
0: Oh, where was he
1: from? He from, like, know, like, a small village in, like, out between Lincoln and Grimsby or something. I'm still I've very made that up, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, but that I, kind of yeah. vibe, like... And he hadn't he hadn't really left his town. Wow! Growing up, he went to like he went to primary school and then secondary school and then college there,
0: and and then
1: never came to London. Never like this is his first time, and he was like, "Yeah, you're the first black person I've met."
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: So there was that was real. Like there were they had there were more Norwegians in my school than there were people from London. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know why.
0: International students just wanted to do the drama. They just wanted
1: to come and spend ten bags. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, so there was, a, it was a, there were a lot of experiences, and there were a lot of things that like uh, could be taken like to be good or bad, yeah, uh, depending on how you look at it. I had a good time, but I do think that uh, that the significant changes have been made. I've actually been back there as well. I went back two years ago to have a talk there, nice. and there were like the people from all all kind of backgrounds like- pe- like backgrounds I hadn't even heard of right know, like, um, and yeah, like you know the mad mad mixes that you get like half Seychelles, <laughs> half Danish like, <laughs> something like that so like <laughs> yeah, no I think see. there's I think there's definitely been work done to make sure that like the uh, people from all backgrounds have a voice and actually get to tell their stories good. and aren't just playing the characters that have been put on in shows there for years, and it's not just like. The traditional like the black person in the years, gotta to, gotta to play Caliban in the Tempest.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Like
1: it can you can play the lead, you can like you can do those roles. And I think that a lot of work has been done there. Um I don't know if that's the same for all drama schools, but yeah, of where course. I went East fifteen, that that work has definitely been done, yeah.
0: You're so East, how are you gonna be going to drama school <laughs> East fifteen <you> know? <laughs> I love that. Well, okay, you touched on life after drama school uh, quite a bit and how hard it was. And, you know, you really had to just put in the grind to get in those auditions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, you know, there was there was still there were opportunities that you was getting jobs here and there that you mentioned Whitechapel. Mm. There was um, BBC Three's Hood documentary, Mm. Venus versus Mars droppers. I remember seeing you actively in loads of different things. But is there anything in particular, maybe a show or a time or occasion, where you really think, okay, the ball is rolling, let's go for it? I'm an actor.
1: Staff. Ah, okay, I thought
0: I was wondering if it would be before that though. No,
1: not really. Really, I, I feel like twenty fifth because I was only I was only full time acting from twenty end of twenty from begin, uh, mid twenty sixteen because yeah. remember I got fired twenty fifteen. <laughs> May, 10th Sorry. of May. I need to stop laughing. 10th of May. Do you know how I got fired? I like, okay, so I got moved up a level. I'm going to try and make this story quick. I got moved up. I was on the fifth floor, constantly, always on the fifth floor.
0: Is that the, where your friends were?
1: That's where all my friends were. Of That's course. where I knew the managers. I could bust jokes. Yeah. I could like get away with stuff all day. Then I got moved up to the sixth floor, right? Now, the sixth floor, they had a manager who had just come off the phones. And come off the phones means like you were... Like us, yeah. And then you just got put made a supervisor, and then you got your head of a um an account, right? So there was this guy, and he had been on the phones with me when I started, um, up to like for about two years, and then he got moved up, and then he got moved upstairs. So I'm like happy for him because he's not my boss, in it, yeah. Then when I got moved upstairs, I was like, this guy's moving mad. (laughs) Like I was like, the powers really got to his head. But anyway i'm carrying on with the same nonsense that i was doing when i was on the fifth floor of course because i could get away with it because i was also very good at it i was right. a very good seller and i could be on the phone and i could make the sales and then i could not do work for a, a while and then get told off by the manager i'll be like oh yeah, yeah i'll do it now yeah jump on the phone and be good at it yeah but when i got moved upstairs this guy was moving crazy i was like man it's like you've forgotten like you on the phones with me, bro. We used to complain. We used to do the same stuff together. We used to yep. be like, oh, how do we, like, how do we, we used to get a five-minute break every hour, yeah? Right. You come back after six minutes and the supervisor would be like, mate, that was six minutes. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And that was it. You know, like, and you do it again the next hour. Of course. This guy was, this guy was like, right, you have to take um two minutes off your next break. What? Well, I know you lying. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but... <boy. laughs> But there was like he aclock, oh, this guy's moving mad strict, and all of that, and it used to grate on me, even though I know like there was room to there was wiggle room, but he used to just act like it was impossible for you to even like enjoy being there like right. even pretend to enjoy being at a center. this guy was just like nonstop what not like get back to work, get back to work, stop laughing, stop joking oh wow, I'm like I'm here for eight hours a day, like I've gotta try and like you made the most of it anyway. So I, I bet there was one day in particular, I remember this day that I did nothing. So I went in, I must have got in about 20 minutes late. Um, I start fiddling around with my computer wires because that's what I used to do. I used to come in, I used to put straight away, first thing, pull out a wire on oh the computer. Gosh,
0: you're the worst.
1: Then I'd be down on my hands and knees, like fiddling with the back of the computer. When they'd ask me like, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, someone's pulled the wire out. Like I'm trying to get it back in, but it's tangled. So I would do that for no a bit. shame. Oh, no. listen! I had every trick down. <laughs> then I'd i i do that. Then I say the mouse doesn't work. I need to swap mouse like a mouse for another one. Um, there's a button missing on the keyboard. I would be destructing these keyboards myself, you know.
0: This guy, you know, like I just take deal.
1: off. I just take off the enter key. I would have fired you myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just I see the enter key. I just take it off. Like, yeah. Well, I can't do. I can't work without enter key. <laughs> I just start doing and Then I'd be like, right, um. Break time. Like, do you want? Do you want me? To, I'm gonna go and get a coffee. Do you want one? Manager's are like, oh yeah, all right, go on yeah. Then you do that. You come back. Then there'll be new because there's always newbies because it was a constant rotation of, of people. So then, like, you start chatting to them and you just manage to distract them for long enough. And then when a manager asks you what you're doing, they're like, oh, they were asking me how to work the the system oh with it. Oh my god! So you say that you're helping this person, helping that person. They had a problem with their computer. They've got a wire missing. So you'd get to probably about, you'd get maybe about two hours in and you've probably only made one call. Because then you have, to, like, you have to do a, a call at, of at some point. Yes, that's but the point
0: you're of meant the to, call centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But you're meant <laughs> to be doing like 10 calls an hour. Oh, wow. And I'd get to like two hours in and I'm on my first call. Wow. So I used to, when I say I did no work, I'm talking like maybe I did 10 calls a day. Wow. And I was getting away with it. And then when I got moved upstairs, this guy was on to me, man. And I was like, so your so-called friend, he done you dirty badly. I was like, alarm me, man! What's going? And then, um, one day he called me into his office because he had an office. Ooh. now. And I know, fancy. Um, I, and he called me into the office and he was like, um, I just want to show you some stats. Oh dear, not the stats. I was like, okay, yeah, run the stats, for you babe. <laughs> he was like, right. So these are your these. This is you over the last um, the last week. Right. And I like, mm, okay. was like, okay. how's that look to you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. like, good, yeah he showed me <coughs> me then he'd show me stats of newbies from the last week right oh uh, sorry from the last month oh wow I'm sorry and they'd be like the same I'm sorry so these new kids these new kids that don't even know how to use a computer properly I'm saying kids they could be they were all ages but like <laughs> people that were brand new who had like no experience no experience were I was hitting the same as them and they're <laughs> like we didn't buff <laughs> anyway, like he showed me that, then he was like, and let's go back and let's keep going back. And he was like, basically, over the last three months, you've probably done about a week's work. Right. And I was like, all right, um, well, like, I, I guess I can work on it. it's like, nah, there's no working on it. You're <laughs> out. I said, huh? I'm meant to be going to Vegas in 10 days. Oh, <laughs>
0: you've got no job. I said, but what do you mean? You ain't going to Vegas with no money, honey.
1: He's like, no, no, no. You're out. You're out of here. Wow. I got fired by a boy that I used to be on the phones with.
0: Wow. Yeah, he done you real dirty. Really
1: badly. But So I was meant to go Vegas and LA. Um, I was going to do like five days in, five days each. And I ended up going LA for eight days rather than Vegas for five and then LA for five. Because I knew that I'm not touching Vegas. Oh, no, no
0: we. No, it's
1: not even that like I had no money, but I had no like I knew that when I came back I would have no money.
0: Of course, that was quite evident.
1: Yeah, so um, <laughs> you had
0: no job to come back
1: to. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> so then after that, I sort of spent like a while doing like promo jobs and little bits here and oh, there. Wow. I was giving out smart water like what? outside Fulham Station. I was like, and I I remember um, a video that me and Squeezy did, and someone commented underneath. I saw I saw this guy handing out drinks outside oh, the station. Those people. A lot of that going on. Um, and then I started, I I started doing um, some TV bits with K-Man Novak, who yep. was Face Jacker, Phone Jacker. And um, he would bring me in and I was full time acting from 2016. I just remembered your question. Um, from <laughs> 2016. But then there was about a year of just doing bits and bobs. And then I did London's show. Do you remember London yeah. show?
0: What, in the Edinburgh Fest?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you came when it was in Hackney, right? You came yeah, to the, yeah. the preview. Yes, um and uh so i just i'd just gone full-time then i was just like i'm doing i'm not i'm not getting a side a part-time job wow. i'm not i'm only gonna act and i was like i had a little bit of money and yeah. it got me through i was still at my mum's, obviously but like actually waking up at like before well done. Before 12 o'clock it's progress um it's growth before good morning britain had finished and <laughs> um i was yeah and i just decided like i'm gonna I'm going to chase this acting stuff properly. I'm going to put my all into it. I I got very complacent when I was at the call centre because I knew I was getting paid every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, right, my full focus is on acting and that's all I'm going to do and that's all I was doing. And then, yeah, 2016, I was like, yeah, I'm full time. And I was working and only doing that. And and I changed agents.
0: Oh, um, did that make a difference?
1: Biggest difference. I changed agents to the agent I'm still with now.
0: Wow.
1: September 2016. Um, and that was after we did Droppers. Droppers was there yeah. with Letitia and, ITV2. and yeah ITV2. And, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and then, I so 2017, when I went to Edinburgh, I got a self-tape through from my agent for Stathlet's Flats. And Stath, I'd seen the Blap, the Channel 4 Blap of, because they, they'd done that in 2013.
0: No way. Yeah. So a job you did in 2013.
1: No, got... I, did, I didn't do the job. Oh, right, right, right. It, it came out in 2013. Oh, right, right, right. Um, as a Blap. And right. then it had been developed into a full series. Wait, what's a blap? A blap was like a Channel 4 version of a pilot. But it was <gasps> a lot shorter. It was like 14 minutes or something like that. Right. And I just, so I'd seen the blap. And I knew that like this was a great show, really funny. So you'd
0: and, seen that of Stafflet's flat? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then cool. I saw that
1: it was becoming a full series. And then I got the audition came through. I auditioned. London did the audition with me in wow. after the flat that we stayed in in Edinburgh. And then I sent that off not knowing what was going to go on. I got... My agent called me at the end, of, I auditioned on the, I could look back at it recently, it was the 17th of August. Wow. It was the 31st of August and my agent called me and told me that I'd got the part. That day, my card had declined. No, what? A... When I was in Edinburgh, and I went, I, I think I'd gone out the night before, and then that day I went to Tesco to try and buy something, my card declined, and I was like, hmm, I've got no money but I knew that I'd just got this job and I didn't know what the job was going to do. I didn't know how, where it was going to take me, what was going to go on. Like anything could have happened, even if they were like, psych, sorry, we got somebody else (laughs) or just like whatever was going to happen. I didn't know, but I knew that I'd got this job and I was excited for it. And like the dates hadn't come through yet. I didn't know how many days I'd be filming or anything like that, but I was just like, yeah, like this feels great. And then when we actually did it, That's when I felt there was a change because there were so many other people that I had watched and admired that had actually seen a show that I'd been in, and people were constantly like, "Oh, you're sick in staff, man! You're so great in staff." So that was the big change. You felt it, yeah. And I felt that happening. I I went from that. I did Friday Night Dinner because it was uh, one of the same writers was on was on staff, Um, Robert Popper, who wrote Friday Night Dinner. Was like, "Yeah, we have got to get you on my show," and he did.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing!
1: And then did staff for two years. stuff for a year was about to do the second one and then this audition came through for ghosts oh my gosh And it was the same director as stuff
0: no way i didn't
1: know that yeah, yeah yeah same director um who got me in and i listen well i have never worked so hard on anything seriously as i did on that ghost audition tape i was like i need to know this backwards wow. because i read it and i was like this is so funny yeah. i can see myself playing this part and, like, it's a, it, it's a great show on paper. It was only the first episode of the first series wow. I'd seen. But I was like, yeah, I'd love to be a part of this. Like, even if it just does one series or whatever. I, I
0: mean, Ooh. Ghosts is, honestly, I'm so excited. I mean, can I just say congratulations on wrapping your fourth series of Ghosts. This Ooh. is incredible stuff. To think that you you did the audition, like you said, you put your heart into it. And your fourth series Deep,
1: yeah, man,
0: that is beautiful, and just is a testament of how much you put into it. Because yeah. clearly, you all, you and the cast and crew, mm-hmm. have clearly made it work. I mean, the show, the show is not an easy show. Nah. Half the time, you're pretending people aren't there, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, the other half of the time, your character is just so lovable. You just want to love Mike and be like, Mike, come on, just be there for your missus <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I've literally fallen in love with this show, the character. I don't see you like. Kyle and Mike are two different people because you play him so well as him. So, yeah, I I love the show. And just the fact that you're saying you got picked for shows because directors liked you, Mm. because producers liked you, because writers liked you. That is such, I have to go spiritual here. That is a testament Mm. of who you are, because it's not just, oh, you're popular, you're buzzing. Mm. People want you to yeah. be a part of their show. That is beautiful to hear. So well done for that. And again, in the acting world, is it who you know?
1: Who you know helps. Okay. Who you know definitely helps. But people are, do you know what it is now? I've, I've seen that more and more now that I've sort of gone behind the camera a little bit like with, with writing and creating stuff. Yeah. That like, people always want to be the one that finds a new person as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Um. And there's... There's a thing about like, I don't know what it is. I've 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 never done it, um, but people like to be the one that introduces the world to this new act. Yeah. Um, but similarly, when I find someone, when I watch someone that I like, I'm not sort of like hiding it, or I'd I'd happily share people's things. Like if I yeah. see something I think is funny, or or just really good, or whatever it is, I will share it. Yeah. Not in not trying to be like. Okay, no, no, come with me. I'll show you the way. I, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you don't. You voice. don't feel like
0: you're the gatekeeper. But,
1: yeah, 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 not at all. But I like to just like showcase like what I think is good. And yeah. if if something comes up, I remember seeing Face in the News for the first time. Yeah, oh, she's amazing. And I was like, this girl is so funny. Yeah, and like I was like, even even down to last week, I was trying to work with her, but our schedules clashed, and I yeah. think she's on holiday now. But um, I've been like champion her from the start, and I and I I. As much as, like, I wanted her in my show last week when we were f- filming, like, for her to go, ah, I'm actually too busy. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And I can't be mad at that because that's, like, that's exactly what I think. That's where I sh- think she should be. She yeah. should be too busy and she should be, like, constantly doing all these great things. Yeah. So, like, that's just one example. But I think that there are there is a sort of culture of people trying to be, like, oh, no, no, I brought them in. Yeah, That was my, like... And I don't think, I guess when music is kind of different because you get, you, you sort of get like it's royalties and it's <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff and people try and find There's, a label based on who they found and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, actual ownership and finders yeah, yeah, yeah. fees and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of and stuff. That yeah, that I get.
1: But in this scene, in this industry, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's necessary mm. or helpful. Yeah. um And... I don't remember what the question was, but that was my answer. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, to go off the back of that, I mean, I feel like you're, you know, it's just, it's quite proven that, you know, you're in a very good supportive bubble in the industry as well. And, you know, it's amazing seeing, for me personally, it's amazing seeing you fly. And I love that you're doing it on home soil as well. Um, But there is a question that I've got. That is a little bit controversial uh-huh. because there is the the thing that a lot of our um, our British Black British actors mm-hmm. are going over to America, yeah. and there was a tweet that you <laughs> hilariously commented on, which was about uh, Daniel Kaluuya, um, Dapsan Idris. They were all. In LA with uh, Jay Z, ASAP Rocky, Rihanna, mm. like LeBron James, Kevin Hart, the picture was insane. And people were like, yeah, look at them doing their thing. And one girl very rudely <laughs> tweeted, um, if they were still in the UK, oh, it's so rude. <laughs> she said, if they were still in the UK, they'd likely be on celebrity catchphrase. Now, the reason this is so cheeky, is because you were recently on Celebrity Catchphrase yeah. and you commented just saying my chest because yeah. that was a blow. I can't lie. That was rude. But she has made a very good point that it is hard for black Brits yeah. here in the UK and we do feel like we have to go to the, to America yeah, yeah, yeah. to really blow. So have you had to toy with that question of whether you want to stay here or whether you want to go abroad?
1: Um I think, do you know what? <laughs> as rude as that was i i i think she's got a point. and i think it's true and when i look at my peers who are doing great things most like samson like guz mm-hmm. khan um and these are like i'm talking about my my friends that i will talk to on a daily basis yeah. um they're the people that i like look up to and they have gone to america and they are get, gaining their success there yeah um Still living here, but like working there and and working and being in in great things and doing amazing things and um, it 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 sort of it really um bothers me that that's what has to be done yeah um and and I question myself all the time and I'm like should I should I be doing that is that what I need to be doing and it is yeah as annoying as it is I mean me and Gus have um, conversations about it all the time and. He's like, even when when uh, Man Like Mobine, yeah, they offered him series four. And he had just come back from doing, he'd done like two Netflix shows back to back. And then uh, um, there was something else. He'd done The Bubble on Netflix and he'd done, oh yeah, so two Netflix shows and a HBO show. Wow. And he's like, why am I going to come and stress myself out for six to nine months making a sh- another series of a show? For the money that I'd get for one episode. Well, that's a lot. So, and I understand it, and it's not, and it's not just like oh, the money, money, but it is a factor. And it's like, as much as you can say, like, oh, it's not all about the money. It's not, but you've got a family to provide for when you've got like um responsibilities and commitments and all of that thing. Do you want to? Do you want to pour your heart into something? Yeah. That you're not gonna receive the right pay for it's not gonna get the right push that it needs yeah it's not gonna be marketed in a way that it would be somewhere else in the way it, it's not gonna be as appreciated yeah and it makes you go like maybe i should maybe it should be over there um my aim is to i'd like to work there i don't want to live there
0: fair that's very um
1: fair. do i want to live here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to live there fair. um and I guess that I, I'm i going to keep trying to like get my stuff off the ground here. Mm. And I'd love to have something that I make here that I could take anywhere in the world. 100%. I back
0: you on that one. That yeah. makes sense to me as well.
1: Yeah. And and show and go, this is what I've made. And with your American dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, London and... England is, is where I raised, this what I, where I was raised, what it's what I know mm. and it's what I write about. I I've never written anything about another country or another place. Yeah. Um because it's what I know, but equally I just I just wish that the resources were here and and that we could make make stars here and they would stay here and yeah. and we could have the same opportunities as, as we would as if we had as if we had gone to the States. Wow. Um Well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it will change. I don't don't know. I don't. I mean, a small example is Ghosts, the American version of Ghosts. It's crazy. That blew my mind, you know. They have made more episodes than we have. That's crazy. They have 22 episodes in a series and they've done one series. And we've done, we've just finished the fourth and they've made more episodes than us.
0: That's crazy
1: it just goes to
0: show the the
1: american dollar stretches uh, and they're all millionaires (laughs) everyone in that show is a millionaire fair enough overnight just because they signed the contract and it, it it's done really well wow and now they're going on to series two with so much success and I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's great. I've heard it is. And obviously that like, people were like, why are they making what? Why are they doing that? Uh,
0: hand on my heart. I messaged you straight oh, away yeah. <laughs> when I saw yeah, yeah. American Ghost. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Instead of to just put you on over there.
1: Well, they have done that as well, which is the weird thing.
0: Okay, that makes no sense.
1: I uh, know. Yeah. But because they've got so many networks there, uh, yeah. they can put us on one network and then make their own on a different network, That's
0: so which weird. Is, it is
1: very weird. But I guess it's a similar thing that happened with The Office. Yeah, fair. Um. But like, if you look, if you when you say the office, people automatically think the American Office because the American Office had more episodes. Yeah. Um, Wow. So it was it's that sort of thing, but I don't know. I I guess a lot to
0: be worked on in terms of getting more opportunities here. Yeah.
1: Clearly, and I think that like it's a shame, but um, it's like if if you want if you want the success here, you really have to do. You have to grind for a long time. Yeah, that's the that's um, the hard part. And to create something, uh, it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But I do think ultimately it's worth it. And yeah, that's where I'm. That's what that's where I'm at at the moment. Oh,
0: Kyle, this is amazing, and I wish we could talk forever mm. because I've still got so many more questions to ask. Maybe the, maybe we should do a part two. Part
1: two. <laughs> I'm
0: down. Um, but. Before you go, there's something we always do here on the mainstream. That is the top five tips to make it in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So, Kyle, what are your tips? Uh,
1: My tip number one, um, which has always been the same, is to say say that you are what you want to be. Don't say that you're trying to. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to be an actor or you wish you were an actor or you're going to be an actor. Just say you're an actor.
0: Beautiful. If it's in your
1: heart and that's what you want to do, and whether and you can replace a word actor for whatever it, it is that you're you're chasing or whatever your goal is, but I think just say that you are, um, and when you go into spaces, even if you don't have anything to show for it, okay. but you know in your heart that that's what you want to be and that's what you want to do, you say I'm an actor, and p- if someone says, oh, have you got anything I can see? Not yet, but it's coming. Fair. Um, to uh, create your own stuff. Nice. Yeah. Keep working. Use your resources. Use your friends. Use family. but Bo- bother your family. <laughs> like your next door neighbor, whoever it is, get your hands on whatever equipment it is that you need. If you need to borrow it, if you need to, if you you have to have it back at a certain time on the dot, then make sure you do, but use it. Um and we're in a day and age now where you can just make stuff on your phone. Like when we had Blackberries, we couldn't be making our videos. <laughs> <laughs> you had about fourteen minutes of footage on your phone. max. <laughs> So like just use your resources um and, and create constantly create um three three make those journeys make the journeys like when I was when I was on YouTube trying to trying to get to the mainstream mm-hmm. I was traveling to i think it was Surbiton that we shot smoky barbers oh wow coming from east and i hadn't even heard of Surbiton them times (laughs) but i was just like i've got to get there because i'm going to be in this thing and a lot of people are going to see it and it's another thing that i can add to my show reel or to my my portfolio whatever it was so make those journeys and when i say journeys it doesn't just have to be the, the distance it's also like uh can you be bothered to wake up at seven o'clock or <laughs> yeah. to, it's not necessarily because it's far, but even if it's around the corner from you, but it's at like, they're like, Oh yeah, the cool time is six 45. Just like do those things and make those journeys because it will be worth it. Um, four. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I was going to say have a plan, but I don't know how important that is um because your plan can i guess no i will i will stick with that i'll say have a plan but realize that the plan can change
0: okay that's good advice
1: yeah that's I very good advice you don't have to, you can if you have a plan and you're like when i was like i'm gonna be an actor not knowing what being an actor meant mm-hmm. i just knew that i wanted to be an actor i was gonna be on stage doing shakespeare yeah um and that was the plan but the plan has changed um but it's still great yeah and i'm still enjoying myself so like have a plan but understand that your plan can change that's
0: nice i like that
1: um five number five um do your research
0: oh that is good and that is across the board
1: yeah find out who people are what they've done um how they got there um if you know that you're gonna be at a thing that that someone else is at then you make sure that you have a talking point point. Because if you do, even like I said, with my, my my first tip, if you go up, if you're going up to someone and your only plan is to say, "Oh, I'm an actor," and they ask you what you've got and you haven't got anything, mm. then where do you go from there? Yeah, for real. Um, so ha- do your research, have your talking points, discuss what you've seen them in, what you liked, ask how you can get involved. Um, yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, do the work, do the research, do the work. I wrote, I, do you know what? I've never told anyone this, right? Oh, okay. Exclusive. This is an exclusive. I wrote to Adam Deacon when I was out of, fresh out of drama school. Wow. Because Adam Deacon was popping at the time. Of course. And I wrote to his agent. I found out who his agent was and I wrote to them and I sent them a letter. I didn't get a response because he probably had mad fan mail them. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah.
1: But I'd done my research. I found out who his agent was and I've sent a letter. And I mean, it was for, for, Five, four, five years later, I was on set with him doing droppers. Amazing. And it's not, that was not a result of that. Of course not. But the initiative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. These are some banging top five tips, you know. Thank you. I think these are the most, usually we get really like deep, like, oh, from my experience, this is <laughs> what happened and I had to do this. Make sure you don't. This was right. very from the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is amazing. And I yeah. feel like, again testament to who you are you put mm. your heart into everything which is beautiful and i am so excited about 2022 for you so um before you yeah. go let let them know what we should look out for
1: okay yeah so i have um i've shot my pilot and it's going to be a channel for black which means it's going to be available to watch on channel 4 yes. website and probably uh, the channel Four youtube at some point um and fingers crossed we get a series with that um and also a few other projects that I don't think I'm allowed to announce yet. Oh man, There's a few things coming out. But um, yeah, I'm I'm constantly like looking to to be involved in more more things, and also like I want to do more live stuff as well. Oh, amazing,
0: um, yeah. You do loads of live shows as yeah. well at Soho Theatre. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah that I've kind done a stuff. few
1: recently, so I'm I'm hoping to do a lot more of that. Get back into the improv as well. Yes, because I did an improv show like a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I'm rusty, man. Like, wow. uh, and I don't think that was uh, Obvious or apparent To the audience But, but I to felt you. it yeah. yeah 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 So I want to do more of that Um, And yeah Yeah yeah
0: So exciting Well Kyle You've been amazing Like just You've just been yourself, which is why mm. why we love you. Um, let them know how they can follow you and keep up to date.
1: Um, I'm on Twitter as KF Red Hot because I haven't changed my Twitter <laughs> since 2008. Fair enough. Um, I'm on Instagram as clay's flames because I haven't changed my Instagram since I started Instagram. You're um, so funny. And I probably won't.
0: <laughs> but he verified, so that's all that matters. That's all that
1: matters. <laughs> you know who it is. Um, and maybe one day I'll get back on a music team.
0: Jeez, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Junior, bitch. Junior, bitch. Mm. Sorry, let me not do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: honestly, thank you so much, Kyle, for joining us
1: on the sure. mainstream. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mainstream Podcast with me, Ramel London. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple and Spotify, and follow us at the Mainstream UK and at Ramel underscore London.